0: How was your excursion?
1: Uh, it the was, other
0: uh, the other evening, yeah. yeah?
1: So we uh, we got in the car, had nowhere to go, but it was like super super hot, and we we're like anywhere can be, anywhere's got to be better than the valley. So uh, we just headed up the coast. We took Topanga Canyon over th- into Malibu and went up the coast that way, and um, uh, it was cool. We drove through Port w- uh, Port Wainimi, and um, which is like a, a like a very small version, but like a full on port, just like a, a Long Beach or whatever. Um, and then uh, like we stopped at a, like a roadside farm and picked up some fruit and we essentially took surface streets up to Santa Barbara and um, and then State Street, they have all blocked off like the promenade, like Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica
0: or. Uh, yeah, you can just walk out on this on the street.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't... How long have they been doing that? It didn't used to be like that. We went out for our anniversary
0: uh, August. uh, Oh, that's right. Middle of of August. So it's been since then. I'd I'd say since maybe late July, early August.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they are doing it that... They're probably doing that mostly for the restaurants because the the restaurants are all like out in the street, essentially. But it was still pretty much like a ghost town. We did eat at a CPK, and that was our first time eating out since March, like actually at the restaurant and which we usually wouldn't do. um, But we're like, well, we're here and need to eat. Um, So yeah, we did that. And then uh, uh, when we headed back, we got in and out on the way home. Oh, and then we did a little uh, hike up in the, in the woods, which was nice. We uh, one like we tried to do a hike in Malibu or near point Magoo. And uh, the, all the national parks are closed because of the fires here in California. So we couldn't do that. And when we got to Santa Barbara, all the hiking trails were closed because of like, it was like red fire warning and you can't park, you can't park here if it's red fire warning. So uh, we almost uh, gave up and I randomly saw that there was a trail in a park nearby. So I went uh, to the park and it was pretty much a ghost town and it was great. We even uh, picked up a Bob stroller for our Sequoia trip. Uh, it's like a big off-roading type stroller, like a, uh-huh. like a jogger style with big wheels and, and stuff like that. So, uh, we still have that in the car from when I picked it up. And, uh, so we got to take that out on the trail and the, although, you know, it's so smoky and, uh, everything, it made for great lighting. So we took some really cool pictures and stuff. So, uh, and then, yeah, on the way home, we just, uh, we took the freeway home, not the surface street. So
0: did you guys get home late? um yeah we did get home pretty late well yeah i was just wondering how long you'd be out because i we we enjoy um we enjoy driving out but you know when we start in the middle of the day i mean for us to come back it's tough man with the kids dude they don't really do they don't they can't stay up when we're uh when we're on the night drive
1: (laughs) there it is
0: (laughs) this is jimmy eat pod (laughs) Oh man! Woo! I'm so I glad. Was, you I, was got casting, there. I was casting the fishing rod out there. I was like, eh, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna bite?" Well, I, I felt like I was like asking I was like, if well, you well, to wait. I didn't know if you wanted to. <laughs>
1: I wanted to talk to you about your trip a little bit before we got there, but yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> and and our trip was good. We we tried to. I mean, for the most part, it's a it's a state owned beach, so you had to pay to get in there. It wasn't crazy busy. Everybody was was spaced out. Um, you know, separated. Uh, And we even we even took even though there was only like six of us, um, we took extra stuff down and made a huge barrier. So we probably had 40 square feet, you know, around our spot that we only used. We were sitting in the center. It was enjoyable to get out. It was the the middle night was warm. It's so weird, man. The the air comes in from Topanga Canyon Mm -hmm. and it's hot. It doesn't. It doesn't beat the uh, the coastal breeze. And then the the last night we were there, the coastal breeze won. So it was okay. cool. So yeah, it was just it was it. But it was a nice trip to get away. That's cool, man. Hiking. Uh, how was it during the day? Uh, we had to go to the beach. It was too hot inland. Ah, uh, bummer. It was only a five minute walk to the beach, which is nice. Yeah, it that just good. shows you how 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 crazy the the temperature difference can be just for you know a couple hundred yards.
1: Yeah, that was where we saw that guy get um. That that jaywalker get clipped by the bike. Right. Oh, man. Because there's there's too many people trying to cross that road. And isn't there like a pedestrian bridge or pedestrian tunnel you can take? Well, you
0: go under it. Yeah, you can go underneath. And that's yeah, Yeah, it's all sandy, but you can walk underneath.
1: So before we jump into night drive, uh, we never went over Kevin Brown's voicemail last week. I think we mentioned it before we hit record. And then we just sort of zoomed through the episode. But I didn't know what you wanted to uh, go back and visit that uh, voicemail. It wasn't too long.
0: Yeah, I've got it right here. Let me just bring up, um, I don't want the notifications. Here we go, Kevin Brown. So he called us while this is loading. He called us on August 30th. So just before the month turned, here we go.
2: Hey, David, Justin, it's Kevin. Um, just wanted to provide a quick transcript for the through episode,
1: that interview, uh, first and foremost, it turns out I was using the, uh, zoom H4N uh, recorder, so it doesn't have all the fancy features of the H6, mm-hmm. and I was using it as an audio interface for that one. Um, the
3: second thing is I actually was at the Wiesbaden show on the 7th, so two episodes, or two shows after
2: the uh, debut, but it was still nice to be able to hear that song live for the first time. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's it. Uh, thanks guys. It's been a blast talking to you, and be <laughs> excellent to each other. And of course, party on, dudes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like a lifetime ago that we spoke about all,
0: all those shows and stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's yes yeah, because we got a padding of what like two weeks from when we record. Yeah, and uh, then we had so it's kind like, of like it refreshes episodes
1: us. in there. And... Uh huh.
0: Yeah, but we always appreciate those phone calls. Thank you, Kevin.
1: Yes, thank you, Kevin. Um, and uh, it's so it's so funny that uh the the Zoom recorder uh, models, um. <laughs> I mean, they all fa- he must have a pretty good features. knowledge of it to like, you know, like even to get it wrong. Like when I bought the H6, I didn't even know it existed. I had only ever heard yeah. of the, H, the H4N. That was like that was like the one all the film students had and <laughs> everything. <laughs> and uh, I think I got the H6 because that's what came up as like available on the eBay or something. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, did we shout out our new patron? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't have uh, her
0: name up. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now.
1: Um, but you did get her sticker out, and did, oh yeah, uh,
0: it was mailed, and it's it's you know heading it's heading out. I I hope it wasn't delayed. It was sent out. I think a week or a week or so ago. So it should be we, there. So yeah, that's Joanne. Joanne is our new mm-hmm.
1: uh, higher yeah, devotion thanks, patron. So thank you, Joanne, um, and welcome to the show. Hopefully she's enjoying, I feel like we're, there's an embarrassment of riches of content over on Patreon this month. Um, and even a free one that went out. We
0: there, I was so. going to say there was so much we had to give it away. We were just giving it away for free.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt like, uh, I, I, I know that our Patreon episodes do kind of go off topic, but that was just insanely off topic and not even about Jimmy Eat world. So I was just like, eh, let's give that one away. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and, uh, she lives like way, way out there in like a whole part of Canada that I didn't even know existed. So, um,
0: yeah, we are, we have that, that marks what two international patrons. Yes, sir. That's awesome. We are, yeah, we yeah. are going, uh, beyond the borders. I love
1: it. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, oh, I wanted to shout out Steven Brand, um, who we brought up on the show before and that's, uh, futures past over on the discord and, uh. And we came out remember we came across this Futures Past uh, demos like website. Remember? Yeah. Wasn't that Stephen
0: Brand's? Uh, Futures Past. Yeah. And we didn't uh, we didn't figure it out yeah, yeah. until we looked at his last FM yeah. icon.
1: <laughs> so when we put the yeah, that's right. When we put um, the discography page together, we were talking about wanting to scan in all of the artwork and he reached out and was like, oh, I have a bunch of the singles and stuff. And uh uh, it is a lot quicker turnaround if if somebody's willing to put in the work. So I was going through the our artwork, Google Drive, and I was like, oh, right. Stephen Brand submitted a bunch for us um, and scanned them right into the drive for us. So uh, that is highly appreciated. Yeah, thanks. And uh, more and more of that artwork will go up on the discography page, which we added a button for. Yeah. Um, uh, in our navigation menu. I wonder if w- it's worth putting that button on our quick, our like little listen landing page or not. Uh, oh absolutely i completely forgot about that yeah i I haven't looked at that page in a long time (laughs) Uh, i know it's the one i whenever i say link in bio it's just that link because i feel like i guess 484 j pod have you used that landing link that is usually the one i share out for our episodes because it links you to the main players and uh our socials and stuff like that uh hopefully people are using it i guess we could check check the traffic yeah, on we could. that particular link and make sure people are using it. But um, I think we did a good job, or you did a good job uh, designing that and putting it together. So um, Anyway, I think that's it. The pass-through frequencies is down to one week at a time. He just did JMJ this week, which was a great listen, uh, hearing them chat. You thought JMJ sounded like he eats cigarettes for <laughs>
0: breakfast. So, uh, looking at his picture <laughs> all of this time, looking at his photo on... Uh, Wikipedia. Seeing the image, the 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 max res default from the the YouTube, I he just does not look the way that he sounds. Right, <laughs> he sounds like he came out of the womb with a little cigarette in his mouth. Uh, it's not that yeah. it's not that bad, but it's way more uh, gristly than I was expecting.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm glad you got it. it's funny because
1: I, I listened to two times speed. Uh-huh. I don't think I noticed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess you're just you're Uh, kind of you're you're and at that point when when you're at two times speed, you're listening more to your mind is trying to figure out what they're saying rather than how it sounds and and like the the sonic you know bit of things. So yeah, I was I was definitely concentrating on that for the first couple of minutes.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh, so night drive, uh, track ten of eleven. Um. And I didn't have a ton. In terms of covers, like I kind of dragged my feet doing research on this one. And then when I did do research, I was like, oh, there's not a ton out there. Even like YouTube. I was just sort of, quote unquote, finishing up my uh, my YouTube search and not much came up for it. Um, But here we are in the middle of our um, night season. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Where we talk about night songs. Um, And uh Uh, I did want to talk a little bit. I actually never pared down my thing, but I can do it live on the show of like night drive is such like night drive is such a vibe for me in terms of like specifically songs you listen to at night when you're driving. I have a playlist that I go to and it was so much more deep than I ever remembered it being. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah. And I think that's why I didn't end up pairing it down as quickly as I wanted to we'll put it we'll we'll put i'll I'll do it live on the show here uh when we get to it and pair it down and put that link uh together. But I love the feeling of the songs you listen to on a quiet road driving through the desert or up the coast or through a mountain uh pass uh or things like that um there's very specific songs and vibes i go to now what's funny is this is not one of those songs like a jimmy world song like that for me would be for me this is heaven or 23 or uh something like that even 555 sort of fits that vibe um and i think night drive does fulfill that but it's never a song i probably would have thought of to fit or put onto that playlist
0: um how about you? Uh, so my very first note, listening to this song, I had to put down that I get a visual of the San Fernando Valley uh, when I listen to this song. Mm. There is, You're talking about windy roads. Uh, when you go through the old yeah. Santa Susana Pass, what it does is it spits you out at the top of this hill that overlooks. Um, you're you're looking from the western side of the valley out through the eastern side. So you're kind of looking toward Burbank in that area. Um, but, yeah, you know, and this is how I described the valley to my sister, you know, when she would get lost there, it's like, it's, it's just a grid of streets. So it doesn't matter which road you're looking down. You're going to look straight down this road. And this right. specific song reminds me of when I would park my, my truck on the side of this. Uh, it was a very small road that led up to Rocketdyne, And And, uh, and I, and I knew at that time at this moment in, and I think I was listening to this in January of 2005, it was really dark in the evenings early um, but I would go out late in the coldness and just drive around. But I knew at that moment, I, th- I thought this this little dirt patch on the side is not going to last very much longer. A lot of people are going to start coming up here. The neighbors that are on the opposite side are going to start complaining. And sure enough, all of that was set into motion. And by the end of, um, I'd say by the end of like 2008, 2009, uh, that was all marked off. There was new development starting over there. So I'm glad I got my time in with this song. But yeah, I was talking with Angela on the Discord about. I think I mentioned it just a couple of days ago. How the songs in the the albums in the middle of their catalog, I have more of a feeling that they evoke. But these early records, uh, you know, uh, Futures and Bleed American, there's almost like every one of those songs has a memory attached to it. And this one just gets the the late night drive when I decided, you know, yeah. I don't want to, I I can't go to sleep. I'm just gonna drive over the hill and and go through the valley or go through Topanga Canyon. So yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, this one, this one takes me to. I love driving through Topanga yeah. Canyon, and I always
1: forget about it um, until this last time we were driving through it, and we're like, "Fuck, this place rules!" Like I kind of want to live here with all these the like, eclectic hippies.
0: people back there, right in that little small yeah, town man. that you blink and you miss, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I also I, I also wanted to say after looking at the lyrics of this song, I I thought of this as like the pirate romance novel of Jimmy Eat World songs. Hmm. You know, it's kind of like a it's not a, a super deep song, even though song meanings had some people. There was some very serious uh, analysis. Yeah, a lot of heated Ooh, discussion. Man. But I thought it was more it was more just on on, on the surface a, a couple of people just kind of uh, enjoying being young. Right. And and but just the thought that entered my mind was a couple of people that one shirtless a guy shirtless and and a woman in some sort of uh bustier or, or on the cover of a book <laughs> where it says night drive.
1: Yeah. Got to clean up my uh bookmarks for uh the pod.
0: Now somebody uh let me see where they said this. This was DP Moss on song meanings. Uh this might have been on one or two pages and I didn't go too too far in there was 123 comments on this one so it said personally i would have sequenced the album so this was the closing song as it would leave me with the same mm. emotions after the cd has stopped that my sundown did i absolutely love the beautiful sonic touches on the chorus kiss me with your cherry lipstick never wash you off my face hit me i can take your cheap shots leave you with a lovely name uh it makes the the hairs on my neck stand up but then how would we how could we live without 23 Right? Yeah, I know. That I was like, where do you fit yeah. twenty-three
1: in that then? Yeah.
0: So I I I read it and I get where they're coming from, but I would never have put this one. Maybe I would move this one a little bit more toward the middle. Yeah. But I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't have swapped uh taken twenty-three out for this track. So sorry, yeah. DP Moss, I can't agree with you there. <laughs> um so uh I guess let's dive into the
1: lyrics, which yeah. I have annotated uh from b- both uh, genius. Well, I guess Genius song meanings and my own thoughts, um, and uh, and we go from there. Praying mantis eighty four is who I uh, stuck to the most on the song meanings uh, tip.
0: Okay, and I didn't look at any of the annotations on the side of Genius just because I don't like to be swayed too much when I'm trying to look oh, into sure, the lyrics. Yeah. So if, if you want to provide those, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here we go. So Let's start here at the top. They uh, Jim Jim wastes no time getting down to business by setting the mood with these yes, two lines. Not at Lay all. layback baby. And we'll do this right. There's blankets and back we can use. So already I'm getting the vibe like this is a cool this is this seems to me like I mean, I it doesn't really matter where you are. It seems like wintertime where um, they they're in a position where they may need blankets if they're going to hang out in a car in the evening. Yeah. Right. And
1: you know what? Like, I I definitely think of, like, an Arizona night, yeah. too. Right? And the whole beginning part with the... Uh, that's, like, them driving to where they're going to go with the window down and kind of, like, letting your hand drift in the breeze a little bit as you're driving up, like, around, like, Camelback Road or something. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Not really any conversation happening yet. Both of them kind of smiling at what may happen later in the evening. Yeah. Uh- and maybe the "us" uh, 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 part is like what's playing on mm-hmm. the radio. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got yeah. some K Earth one hundred and one going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's blankets in back we can use. The fact that they have blankets makes me think that both of them were likely planning this. Uh, right. I, I still think I'm. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna bank on both of them planning for this. Um, I'll start the car, but we'll stay in park. The cold can kill us before fumes. Uh, I've done that so many times, you know, you just, in my, my, my truck's a stick. So I would just, I would pop the the clutch out and then put it in neutral and just keep my foot on the, on the brake and just let it idle there for a few minutes and take in the scenery, man.
1: Yeah. But also maybe they're running the heater or the air conditioning.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because in the second line, when he says the cold can kill us before fumes, he's they, that sounds like they've got to do it for a reason. Right. Yes.
1: Now, this that line, though, is like there's so many things that people think this song is about and are so dead set on it. And one of them is suicide. Like people think that this is a song about two lovers like going to commit suicide together. It's kind of a trip. Where did I see that? That was on the Reddit. Oh, really? On the subreddit. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to pull up the username. Let's call him out. Um, Yeah. BJ Red 78 six months ago. That, uh, so somebody said that they got a vibe. Like I said, there's so many meanings that people have got from this. Some people think it's about a hookup. Somebody, Some people think it's about cheating. Some people think it's about a rape. Some people think it's about suicide. And some people think it's about abuse. Like an abusive right. relationship. Yeah, force, forceful. So this, yeah, this uh, suicide comment was in reaction to somebody thinking the song was about a rape. It's like, I don't get the rape vibes. I felt that song was about two people getting drunk and committing suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. And I'm like, whoa, like what? Oh, I mean, it, also, it's a testament to songwriting. People are painting a picture with what they're given and p- different people are painting different pictures. So it's kind of a trip. But anyway, that that line in particular seems to be what yeah, sparks some, some people some
0: on that. This is a song about polarized uh, yeah, suicide. polarized uh, viewpoints. But I never yeah. thought anything when, when I first listened to it and I and I was actively listening to the lyrics before. Um the cold can kill us before fumes i just thought of running the car because my my mom would say you know when i had the, the car in the garage if i let it idle cuz i i was even though i had fuel injection i was so used to letting yeah. my old car warm up and so by doing that you're sitting there for a couple of minutes with it just idling i see so yeah, yeah, yeah. i was i always knew in or i thought in in my mind that they were referring to look, look um we we don't need to go outside Um, if we were to stay inside with the car running, the fumes aren't going to kill us. The cold will kill us first. Yes. Uh, Either that, or maybe he wants to just get to, you know, they're going to get to business real quick and we don't have to worry about (laughs) being here for too long, right? (laughs) It could be that. I think it's more of just kind of setting the mood. Like, I want you to be calm and, and, and know that you're safe with me here.
1: Yeah, I think it's that, like, it's a cold night. He's starting the car to run the heat. Because it's going to be too cold otherwise, yeah. and they don't have to worry about the fumes, the carbon carbon monoxide poisoning, uh, because uh, that would take so long right. to right uh, to either
0: that. that or he's just trying to brush it off. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, I totally did this. Like, I had a Ford Aerostar um, that my parents handed down to me. Um, and uh, I definitely there was a long period where I used it as like a camper. Essentially, it was like the tour van too, like for uh-huh. my band. So we would take all the seats back in the back out and it would essentially be a two seater with a big open space in the back. And when we weren't having band practice or playing shows, I would just load it up with like blankets and stuff. And I would either because Susie and I had started dating around that time. So we just go and basically go like camp out at the beach or um, anywhere. uh, uh and you know you're young. You go and well, you have the you have the ability
0: to do that anyway. I mean, just to just to kind of pull up stakes and go. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was an easy way to have some
1: privacy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and um, then and then we get to what I think is the mixtape here, um, and that's yes, now's yeah. the right time for a good song. Uh, got something to say? What I can't, uh, and it sounds like it, the the gentleman may be the driver, and yeah. he's got something. To say what I what I can't so maybe he was the one that procured this mixtape and he's got a good song for them to to get their groove on if you know what I'm
1: saying yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, or like yeah he's nervous about you know maybe it's an a, a new relationship and he wants to say certain things and he's too nervous to say those things so he's handpicked certain songs to sort of say it for him And uh, like I said, we're watching this TV show and I usually will watch with especially with the kids in the house um, and the way uh, we live in a townhouse. So I just never like the TV on too loud because the last thing I want to do is have a baby wake up. Right. So (laughs) I usually am watching with the subtitles on, and sometimes I don't even hear the song in the background, um, let alone the lyrics. But they'll subtitle the lyrics and I'll see that the lyrics to the song that's playing is very much. Well placed for what's yeah. happening in the show, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good music poll. Like, whatever song that is, they really picked a good one for this scene in particular." So, like, maybe this guy's gonna be a music supervisor when he grows up because um, <laughs> he's picking songs that can say
0: what it is that he wants to say, but is too scared right. to say. And then he comes out uh, guns a blazing with Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On," and everything goes yeah, to yeah, shit, yeah. and he's, <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you feel bad like I feel bad? Maybe maybe have we have we talked about the wine yet? They haven't mentioned the wine. It almost seems like this no. wouldn't have happened normally and maybe they're just either they're both giddy young kids that are are willing to to give into this or um at at this point they feel like they have to have a drink or two to kind of loosen up but he feels kind of bad about it? But then the next line, he goes, pour us a road. We'll both drink and drive. Um, So he just kind of gives in and says, you know what? Let's just let's have that drink that we said we'd have. We know where we're going to get off of this, this drink and pour us, pour us a road. You know, we're going to not not the literal road. That's a phrase I couldn't
1: find. Did you see anything about pour us a road? That's not like a normal turn of. phrase. No,
0: but isn't doesn't it really like evoke thought about uh, a, a winding road of conversation uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Totally and and cool. we're going to drive would be the conversation. They're driving the conversation, but they're going to drink and drive. And it works on both levels. I love that. In just one line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Totally. But yeah. I've I've never really heard that one before that I can recall, at least. So that's how we end off verse one is that they've uh, they've just started to they they popped open the wine and they're just starting to pour. And they're drinking and driving. That's dangerous. <laughs> The car is idling. If they had a cop come by, yeah, he could definitely get uh, get his license revoked for that little mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we jump into our our chorus here: "Kiss me with your cherry lipstick." A lot of people like this chorus. Um,
1: yeah, and some people thought that that evoked that this person was really young, and I think that was like where the rapey vibes yeah, were coming yeah, from. The cherry but lipstick. I don't. I don't. Get I that think of cherry
0: nice. lipstick. I just think of innocence and okay, not yeah. necessarily young. Uh, But just yeah, just maybe that they're both they're both young and this might be their first time being with with another person. And that's that's kind of what he's getting at is that kiss me with your cherry lipstick and never wash you off my face. You know, those early relationships and I can still think about this, this one where I was just head over heels for this girl and everyone around us, my parents included, could see this is not going to to go anywhere. Right. (laughs) But I was just enamored with this person and, and yeah. you just, you take everything you learn from this person. And at this point, I think we were, she had, she made me a sheet of um, beeper code, you know, like the the very first time yeah, oh, one, four, three, but there were all these that's other hard. ones. So I just remember all those things that she had given me in it. And I was just, it's, if you could picture me, it was kind of me holding it close to my heart going, Oh, this is so magical. And I think that's what yeah, they're man. getting at with never wash you off my face is I don't, I don't want, I don't want your, you and I being here to ever be washed away from, from me. I I want, I want this to last. I want to, I want to be in this
1: moment, even when you're not around.
0: Yeah. So it just seems again, that, that makes me think of, of young, young love, uh, naive love (laughs) almost. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, the second half of the course is hit me. I can take your cheap shots, uh, leave you with the love we made. Uh, it, now, I, I,
1: yeah where do you think he's going with that
0: hit me I can take your cheap shots maybe he's purposefully being a, a a jerk uh not necessarily his character but he's trying to um or uh take your cheap shots she's nervous and as a defense mechanism is is kind of ribbing him you know ribbing him and he can take yeah. it because he understands that uh, where they again where their their evening may end up uh, and that they're both consenting, hopefully adults. But that's what I think that line is. Hit me, I can take your cheap shots. Is is either he's yeah. purposefully being a dick, or she is uh, purposefully kind of pushing back. That's that's what I'm gathering from that line, anyway. And then sure. leave you, and then leave you with the love we made. Mm-hmm. Like, is he like abandoning her? In some no, way? well, maybe maybe they have determined in that in that moment that they're not going to be a couple but i don't know if this is after no actually no we're, we're not to that verse yet but um maybe he knows that whatever happens tonight i'll leave you with the love we made which is something that that two people you know you can't do that well you can but you you can't you know have that level of of love being created uh on your own so i'm thinking that we we're, we're both going to consent to this and that's what you're going to be left with is is this is this um agreement that we've made and the love that we've made at that you know, as well. I get like... A, I have a theory about this song. Okay. I, I get a very Hollywood Hills... I'm going to scroll down. You know, Bob Seeger, Hollywood uh-huh. Hills vibe from this, where it's... it's. Oh, I don't
1: know that song. Uh, okay. I thought you meant the actual place, the Hollywood
0: Hills. <laughs> well, no. I mean, that, that's that's where he wrote it. He ended up um, on a... I think it was on a drive back from the studio up to where he was staying up in the Hollywood Hills. He... I want to say that he put the the you put the melody together and then sat down and wrote out the lyrics like in one evening, but it's just, a, it's about the same kind of mm. song where they're used. They, I think they even, he even says, I'm using you and she was using me. Uh, they just want to get this, but they're not necessarily going to make anything of it afterward. And, but the the memory yeah. remains. So that's what I'm getting after reading that okay. course. That's the, that's what I'm gathering from this.
1: I'm going to make a note so I can come back to this at the end. I have a theory.
0: Okay. Is the theory what you're going to come back to at the end?
1: Yeah, because I don't want to say it now and taint our okay. uh, conversation
0: going forward. Okay. Well, then we jump into verse two. Come alive on the driver's side, so close I taste your breath. So it sounds like she's approaching him, um, coming alive. I imagine that activity is now you know ensuing yes. on on the driver's side.
1: It's weird. They're the blankets in back they can use, but they're doing it in the pat in the driver's seat. Right.
0: So they're not even going to make it to the back seat. <laughs> yeah yeah sounds like uh sounds like the the fumes will not kill them at this point yeah and so close i taste your breath is not necessarily that they have this is like the moment before they even start like kissing this is that like it's yeah he's dragging this out over four
1: he's saying she's got halitosis i'm
0: just kidding it's yeah (laughs) i can taste it. it tastes like rubbish uh but yeah, she's close. The 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 tension is at an all time high. Uh and then she's he says, uh your lips go dry, but they're sweet inside. Wine must go right to your head. Is I think the lips being dry is just is nerves. And
1: oh that you know, could be it. Yeah, I was like, the only thing it made me think of is like, you know, like uh when you're a kid and you're just making out all, oh, all yeah. the time and you make out for like too long
0: <laughs> it's like yeah and and, and actually yeah like, then that goes back to the whole breath thing is like you're sitting there for 20 30 minutes um uh, I, I don't even remember yeah. you know but it's almost like okay this has gone far too long yeah my lips are asleep <laughs> at this point so i didn't know if that was your lips going no dry. i think that this is just again going back to that uh that young love and the nerves of this this moment here. So your lips go dry, but they're sweet inside. Uh, the sweet inside on on two levels is that there's um, there's a certain sweetness to to the way that she's kissing. The yeah, to her and the way that she's yeah. kissing. And then there's also maybe it is the wine that uh, that maybe it's it's a nice rosé. Or- I did
1: make a note that in the Trombino demo, the lyric is your lips get dry, but they're sweet inside. When we listen to that, okay, we'll uh, we'll see if that. But I mean, that does your lips go dry versus your lips get dry? Get seems more um, present, yeah, and go seems more past. Or yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, um, uh, but it's a it, it's an interesting switch.
0: Yeah, I prefer go. Uh, over oh, get, I like the
1: wine must go right to your head. Uh, Praying mantis 84 on song meaning says. It would also seem that his lady is a bit of a lightweight alcohol wise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the observation.
0: <laughs> yes. Um I didn't have anything for it it'd be easy if you get mad. Uh I I um I do want to say something though about the next line. Uh, but before I do that, do you want to do you have a, a uh, something that you've uh, divulged from it it'd be easy if you get mad.
1: So it depends on your lips go dry about their sweet and sign why must go right to your head it'd be easy if you get mad um it'd be easy what would be easy him breaking it off but because she's so sweet he doesn't want to um and that makes it difficult um what is it that would be easy yeah it what would be what would be made easier by this other person getting mad other than wanting to break something off like you know, a big reason people stay together is the fear of having to break somebody's heart or hurt somebody's feelings. So, uh, if the person were being belligerent, that makes it a hell of a lot easier to break things off than it is when somebody's being nice or sweet is, but I don't know how that applies to this.
0: Yeah. And then they're making out in the driver's seat. Like, I don't understand. And that was my thought. And that was my thought was that it would have been their potential relationship. And that, by her getting mad, yeah, it makes it easy for him to break it off. Uh, but then if you Oh, I and then have an you have idea. that next line oh, which ahead. is but so this is this is going on that previous line is but three fingers point back to you. Right. Right. So it, it sounds like they're they're pointing fingers or, or making accusations. uh so maybe it's just they're waiting for the other person to kind of make a judgment about them. And they're both in the wrong, yeah. right? That's That's essentially what I think they're saying in those two lines is that uh, it would make the whole situation easier. But you're as much of you're as guilty as I am in this situation. Maybe she's
1: so cool that she never gets mad and he finds that frustrating. Like he maybe is finding the relationship so good it's almost boring. And that's what would be easier if it would be it would be easy. I don't I don't know what would be easier if she got mad, but maybe more interesting if she got mad because she doesn't, oh. maybe she's so cool all the time. Um, and the three P the three fingers point back to you thing. I love that on genius. Somebody annotated it with, this is referring to the saying, when you point one finger, there are three fingers pointing back to you. And then they included a, uh, a diagram, Jeez. um, which, is, Oh, I can't copy and paste it to you, but it's really, uh, I have a <laughs>
0: confession. So do you ever yes. realize a, a, certain idiom or saying or phrase, you don't realize what it means until way later in life when you're very much an adult. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'm trying to think
1: of one. It's not this one. But, like, one of them could be few and far between, right? Is, like, the perfect example of one that I could see maybe people knowing colloquially and not thinking that it literally... Is a is a visualization of something that does not occur very often, you know. Right, right. Few and far between. There's a long time between the few times
0: that this right. ever happens. Yeah, good example. This well, this one, um, I didn't figure out. It was one of my coworkers that had said it to me. She was talking. She was kind of uh, ranting to me about some other coworker, and 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 it, someone made an accusation to her, and she goes, "Well, she doesn't realize that she's got three fingers pointing back at her." And I and at that moment it clicked. You're like, what a weird thing to say, right? Yeah. Oh, that's when it clicked. Okay. And this was in (laughs) I want to say, let's say, just roughly 2010, right? This is late, so this is way after this album came out. And all I'm picturing in my head at this moment, David, is and this is gross: is three fingers point back to you. I picture I, I pictured a, a person, and maybe it was Jim in this scene. With two fingers pointing at this girl, and then you can imagine what the other finger is that's pointing. And isn't that uh-huh. terrible to think that? Because I had somebody
1: put somebody put that in the comments on Sunday. Really,
0: that's so bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and that I thought that it's just it's so bad because I I didn't have anywhere else for my mind to go, and I knew it was not right. But my mind yeah, ever yeah, yeah. since that time <laughs> that I put that visualization in my head um that's what goes through my mind when I when I listen to that but now I've I've cleared that yeah. out of my head I know that three fingers points back to you is just is that is the hand pointing and the the fact that your three fingers are bent yes. back so terrible though that I thought for six years that it was ugh, yeah that's <laughs> gross <laughs> you're allowed.
1: Yeah. uh this came out when like yeah uh um what's his name uh uh shit I was just uh Shit, I was just thinking of his name—the fucking comedian that made that famous. Um, he was in Employee of the Month with Jessica Simpson. Oh, um, Dane Cook busting a B and E. Dane Cook. It, uh, this was when he was popular, and I think that became popular with him. So, oh, um, I think somehow that is tied to him for me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, there. Yeah. Somebody else oh, thought wow, it too. Okay. Well, I'm not alone. Comments. I'm not alone. But you also didn't go
0: log on to yeah. the internet and to post about it. <laughs> that's true. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, and then the the last uh, few lines of the verse uh, they all kind of go together. So we could stay here, stay out all night. No one will know us and the moonlight. It's and that's a beautiful thought. I think we've 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 yeah. come across similar lyrics in other Jimmy World songs where they've they kind of uh, they describe a scene where Look, this is this is it. There's nothing else that matters. It might have been just watch the fireworks, but it's just us. It's just it's just us in the moonlight. There's no one driving by. There's no one that knows we're here. Um, yeah, we could we could be here all night. It's, it's we don't have to rush things.
1: Yeah. And in the Trombino demo, he doesn't say us in the moonlight. He says, we'll both drink and drive. Oh, we'll just drink and drive is what he says here. And then he goes on to say something else after that. And we can listen to that when it okay. happens. But um, Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, we really- uh, hits the chorus mm-hmm. again.
0: And then this, I have his verse three, but is... I'd call yeah, that a bridge, right? right? this would be, I, sh- I have mislabeled this. It should be the bridge. Yeah. Now, here's something interesting about bridges and verses.
1: So, Jim has said, and I'll read it, and I'll read his words in a minute, but I'll paraphrase here, that specifically this song is one chord progression throughout from start to finish. So... And recently Mark Hoppus has, who has started a discord and it's like madness. It's like insanely easy to talk to Mark Hoppus all the time now, which I'm loving. I'm fucking loving. (laughs) Um, uh, but he was basically, he laments having to write bridges. Although you would think this guy is an urban, uh, 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 fuck, uh, urban city planner with how great (laughs) his bridges are. Um, uh, and uh, but he specifically said recently bridges are so hard because it's like writing a song within a yeah. song. So taking Mark Hoppus's explanation of a bridge and taking Jim's theory that this song is one chord progression from start to finish, perhaps this is not fulfill the requirements of a bridge. Although rhythmically, this song takes a left turn here. So, again, both you and I think this is a bridge. Genius counts it as a verse. I am guess I'm asking you. Do I dare
0: log into Genius and change it to a bridge? Uh, you know what? We got it. Yeah, I'd say I would say you do. Uh, but let's let me look at this real quick. So it's got one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I would say it's it's a bridge more than it is more than it is a verse. Since Mark Hoppus is so approachable now on his discord.
1: I wonder if I should just ask him. What he yeah. Does. <laughs> um, so in verse three of Night Drive from Jimmy World's Futures, would you call it a bridge? <laughs> He definitely a, changes 4G, his. 5.
0: Yeah, he definitely changes his delivery in this. If it is a verse, um, come come alive on yes. the driver's side. Um, it's it's kind of a, it's more words, but it's 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 got more strain in this. I set my watch by a street side clock. Yeah, and by the way, these two lines here are some of my favorite uh, lyrics that Jim has written,
1: and he loves clocks because remember our other. Um, the fuck was the the one we were talking about time and uh, uh we were talking about quartz and springs oh that and, was on
0: invented um
1: so it's a different record i was like oh is this also on the same record um yeah i don't but uh that was also a dope lyric yeah
0: and you even got it tattooed i feel oh like. yeah totally yep right on right <laughs> right on my uh inside forearm there how could you forget, Justin? I know. <laughs> well, this these these two lines here, uh, they, they kind of had a, a couple of places where I saw uh, people mentioning the second line lyrics here. So, I set my watch by a street side clock, a needle in echo groove. Um, I always thought it said a needle and echo groove, but I'm yeah. fairly certain it's a needle in echo groove, which does throw a little bit of a wrench in what I was thinking. On the album liner notes it's in yeah uh, but what i'm what i'm uh what i took from this is i set my watch by a street side clock a needle in echo groove the street side clock is the echo uh the needle is his watch and the the echo from the clock is matching the needle in his watch and i'm just get i'm getting that as they're both moving in unison at this point things have come together yeah
1: i made a note that like you know how if you set your clocks um visually uh they're not perfectly in harmony but there is like a slight echo right like so it's like click 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 yeah click click they're sort of echoing and there becomes a groove with that rhythm so that's what i was and i don't think oh and it's love is quartz and breath yeah. the second hand so uh so this is uh love is quartz and breath the second hand version of the beta. Of that right. line, I set my watch by a street side. And I'm, and I'm glad I didn't say this moves. is
0: my favorite. I don't want to speak like uh, in hyperbole all the time, but I did. I think I did mention that that lyric though was well. You're was, allowed a, to have a favorite a lyric in lyric. this if song. not, I may have even said yeah. that that the uh, that the quartz is quartz and breath the second hand was my favorite. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, these are two wonderful um, two line uh, lyrics that that Jim has written. But I also found uh, this was at the very bottom of a post from ten months ago by Swing Set Clouds uh, titled "Night Drive" into the subreddit, and the top comment was from "I was spinning free." But the very and, and they're talking about um, they're talking about the song lyrics. But the the random side note is a groove echo is a faint repeat of a song that's basically a defect on vinyl records. So. I thought a needle in echo oh. groove was, was a reference to that. Maybe about repeating patterns. You're hearing that faint track before you're hearing the track for real on the next loop of that record. All it's right. pretty cool. I went down and I, I checked out, well, what is this, this, um, this groove? And there was a, yeah, I want to go there is uh, I found on Steve TV an old forum, but somebody had said as posted groove echo in vinyl, is uh, primarily due to the flow of lacquer on the master disc during the cutting process. But huh. you can you can actually hear like a ghost, uh, kind of like a ghost tone, Ooh. right, <laughs> of the track. So <laughs> that's another thing that came up was that maybe they're just they're kind of repeating these these phrases over and over. And it, again, the nerves are coming into play. But I still think it's that they're they're now in unison at this, at this point.
1: Yeah. Either way, it's a cool line. Yeah. And then we got the next part. You pierce my heart like a willing arm. Your ticking makes my blood move.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think that is? I thought, actually, I thought at first it was a wailing arm. And what I, what I thought as a wailing arm Me was, too. was a, one of those, uh, kind of like a, just a big spear that you shoot out of a, I guess a cannon, right? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> I thought you meant like screaming whaling. No. You I mean, meant like going whaling. No, yeah. And that's why I, was, I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I thought that that's what that was called was a whaling arm was one of those. Uh, the whaling arm. That, yeah. Like that's what you go out.
1: You yeah, you swing out on the whaling arm to shoot the harpoon at the whale. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: but I thought do. that, yeah, it was such, whatever had happened in this moment, it, it. It killed him. It just shot him through the chest with this huge, it's, this is not an arrow I through see, my heart. Yeah, yeah. This is a wailing arm. But it's actually, you pierce my heart like a willing arm. Um, I think of that as a willing arm as somebody handing their arm out um, and then piercing would would lead me to think that it's some kind of drug that they're both looking to, right? They're both looking to, yeah. to take. And then your ticking makes my blood move. Uh, the ticking of her clock that's her street side clock that he's timed himself to makes his blood move um kind of like she's maybe she's his drug i don't know and then yeah that's where he's he's going i mean i kind of feel like this is
1: them climaxing yeah, i would agree like their their hearts are in unison as they're finishing a needle and echo groove is jim being cheeky um his needle is piercing her and she's piercing him, uh, like a willing arm. I get like a heroin yeah. vibe. Like a uh, heroin addict is like ready and willing to get injected, right. right? Um, and he is, uh, and it and it means more to him than just a random hookup. This is his heart. Right. Um, uh, uh and you're ticking my makes my blood move. Um, is yeah them being together and her heartbeat and his heartbeat in
0: unison are getting him Mm -hmm. off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't I don't know if I thought of it as being he's so poetic. it is. And you could take it both ways. You can go to that 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 really carnal so can she (laughs) that that carnal vision. Or you can think of it more of a but I still think that this moment is is them uh, actually coming together. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything has uh, the the stars of a line and that's where they're at right now. And then the second half of the verse is there's no way out this fade out. Uh, be happy to get what you do. Uh, maybe they're too far. So they're yeah, done. They've gone too far into this at this point. They've, they've finished or whatever. Either that or, um, yeah, maybe he <laughs> he came to the party a little too early, right?
1: Oh, sure, yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah, way be out. Ha- now. And be happy <laughs> Be happy to get what I got. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: You know, 45 seconds later. Uh that that could very well be um, what what they're saying there, but maybe uh, be happy to get what you do. I don't know if, if he's thinking that she's not satisfied, or if he's just justifying um, now that things have come down, and you know he's he's thinking with the clear um, with the clear head now that I don't know. It could be it could be just this internal thought process now is make him notice with both fists, maybe. He's thinking out. He likes it rough. Well, but <laughs> I'm thinking he's outside of his body at this moment. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about he's he's in it his. It is own interesting mind. that he switches to
1: yeah to third per er, yeah third person. Like she's yeah. in
0: the middle of arguing with him or or accusing him of something, and he's stepping outside of his body and going, "Oh, you're trying to make me notice with both fists, huh?" But from outside, he's, he's the yeah. one, like the third the third person uh, omniscient.
1: Right now, I did have a question: is is this is make him notice with both fists a cheap shot? Like, is this referring to the hit me with you? You hit me with your cheap shot. Could be, yeah. Um, and so he's circling back to that idea, and then because quitting alone will
0: never get you dry. I think that goes back to the whole drug thing of them being kind of um, sober, is what he means by dry. That or is that what you're um, thinking? No, well, no, I was thinking more of. Um, quitting alone is not necessarily. It's just oh, you you don't see it as
1: quit. Uh, if quitting is the only thing you're looking to do, that will never get you dry.
0: You think it's
1: quitting without anybody else to quit with
0: you. I think it's quitting their their uh their sort of um fiery relationship. I don't even though it it sounds like. But oh, I yeah. see. You put the
1: emphasis on alone, so
0: I thought that was. I thought you were hung up on the word no, alone. Uh,
1: I guess there's two ways to read. Yeah, well, it. there's
0: definitely a couple of ways to read it, and I'm just getting it. I'm taking quitting from the whole like the going back. You said you mentioned heroin, but almost like the drug part of it is that they this is the drug that yeah. they both want. They both finished, and and now maybe she's just angry at herself, angry at him. But because quitting alone will never get you dry, I think that if if they were to stop this, she's she's still going to want it. I mean, it's right. Or, like, maybe uh, um, maybe you've been here, maybe
1: you haven't, but just because you break up with somebody doesn't mean you're not going to have sex with them. Right, yet.
0: yeah, yeah, they could be, uh, they, um, they, this could be a beneficial relationship.
1: Right, or uh, it is, uh, I don't know if I see the abusive part, um, but uh, a more of a, a self-loathing or an emotional abuse to oneself in that... Uh, even if we break up, I'll never be able to be around you because this is going to happen. Right. Again. Uh, and then he repeats, never get you dry. Um, obviously. Cause it sounds fucking cool when yeah. he does it, but he does do it. And so he's driving that point yeah. home that, and it's interesting that this is when theoretically he's either talking about the end of a relationship or he's theorizing the end of a relationship. Like this is so good. This will never not be. And, he's adamant about that while he's climaxing like this whole idea is part of climaxing. This is so good. This will never not be type of thing. Uh Um, But it's so interesting that he switches to third person and that last line because he opens it first person. I set my watch by street side clock. Who's him? All of a sudden somebody did mention it in one of the um, one of the places I saw it. Uh, Maybe I'll dig into those when I get there, but somebody mentioned that, this that he's outside the car looking in at people which has happened to me um <laughs> uh, uh that was a that was a trip Ooh. um yeah uh but um but yeah it's it's uh it's kind of an interesting thought and it does sort of feed into my theory that I typed down typed out earlier that I want to re- 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 go back to um, okay but it's so interesting that he does that
0: well we've actually finished all of the the unique lyrics here so Uh, effectively we're done with. Oh yeah. Do you want to go through with your, uh, your theory?
1: Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm just going to look down here. So yeah, here's some lyrics that do not come up on the, Oh uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, The chorus is different here. Give me everything you've got now. I don't feel a single thing. Drag me out into the cold rain. Let it hover over me. What do you think he's saying? Give me everything you've got now. Okay. Uh, If we're talking about that, they're doing it in the car. I guess he's just telling her, uh, I don't feel a single thing. So, again, this could feed into my theory that I'll get into momentarily. But why wouldn't he feel a single thing? I thought they were setting their their watches together. Um, Right. I think think that they are. What's your take on that?
0: I can't believe I missed those lines that those were in there. I didn't annotate them, but. Ah, uh, give me everything you've got now. I only noticed because I'm also reading along the liner notes, uh-huh. and they're
1: written out slightly differently. So I was like, "Oh, this is like a cool cold rain thing that I, uh,
0: um, that I'll talk about." But uh, well, this this last then, little yeah, bit, I also skimmed over. Um, yeah. Makes me think of the 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 two lines: "Give me everything you've got now. I don't feel a single thing." Uh, it goes back to the whole the the both fists thing. Is after everything is done. I think that they, oh, they yeah, have yeah, yeah. a okay. they have a track record of doing this repeatedly and then let's say at the end of it they just they have this they get angry with each other or she hates him for whatever reason mm-hmm. for making her do this um, and I think that's that's he's again still outside of his body give me everything you've got now i don't feel a single thing is he's he's kind of gone numb uh with with what this this part of that evening is like and this is good this is like the end of the evening so everything seems good or up yeah. until this moment
1: or they're doing in the driver's seat so i'm assuming uh she is on top of him and maybe his legs are asleep now. <laughs> no i don't feel it i don't No. yeah and then drag me out into the cold rain like you know when your legs are all tingly it kind of feels like cold rain is dripping that's a them. stretch man <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but um. cold Cold yeah, rain. So, I feel like a cold shower. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Rea- re- and let the cold yes. water hover. And over that's. Me. I don't know if that's the okay. reality of the situation or if it's her. This is raining on okay. him. Okay. Go Dude. ahead. All
1: right. I didn't see this theory anywhere. The song is called Night Drive. He insinuates drinking and driving a little bit in it, where the song kind of takes they're staying out all night and all that stuff, but they're not doing a lot of driving. They're dri- doing a lot of parking. This song is a one way conversation with himself as he drives away from the relationship that he just ended Ooh! in the car at night as he drives home. And he's remembering these things and the him in the last line, when he switches it, make him notice with both fists is him separating himself from that relationship and narrating or, or, or telling her he, he's arguing with her in the car by himself as he drives away from ending this relationship. And at the end of that bridge, he switches perspective because he's no longer encumbered by that relationship. He does not consider himself to be a part of it anymore. And at the end, he's in a cold shower because he is addicted to the, the sex and the nice things that he remembers. But he's taking a cold shower at the end because he doesn't want to pick up that phone and make that phone call because he knows he'll go back yeah. to it. Wow. That's wow. it. Wow. I'm sticking to it. That's my theory. Drop the mic, man. Wow. The night drive is the entire song takes place on a night drive, culminating in him going home and taking a cold shower. And the imagery that he's recalling on this night drive is of them doing it in the car. And the background
0: music, while he's thinking all of this, is that, is the, is the. Like yes. you mentioned at the beginning, instead of them driving out to this yes. place, maybe that's what's just droning. It's on. a Tyler Durden situation. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, take, take it uh, how I, you I, want, but I think I, yours is I, it, just as I valid. I felt like as mine.
1: it was tracking a little bit.
0: Man,
1: yeah, I felt like it was tracking a little bit. So our boy Gil Norton ended up doing this, but there is a Trombino demo, but there's also a demo demo. And I did reach out on the Discord and see to see if anybody knew. I I, I know we've theorized and come up with this before, and why if there's a Trombino demo and then a demo after that my gut would have said are these Gil Norton demos. However, this demo leads me to believe that it's the other way around. All the demos that were released on the bonus version of the album, the second disc version of the album, are Jimmy Eat World. According to the liner notes that I'll open up, um, the notes that came with the record state at the beginning that these were recorded by the band at their rehearsal rehearsal space. So, Uh, The process is always elusive. Putting these songs together sometimes seemed impossible and sometimes effortless. Some of these songs have been bouncing around in our studio for the past few years. And some were put together days before we began to record. Hopefully listening to these songs will be a window in our creative experience over the past few months. Um, So Future's Past had told me, and I thought it was going to come in here. Oh yeah, here it goes. All songs recorded by Jimmy Eat World at their practice base. So that makes me think that the demo demo... Not Trombino demo. The demo demo is prior to them working with Trombino at all because the demo version of this song is so different from the Trombino demo, which is far closer to what ended up on Uh the record. So I just sent you the demo demo and you can listen that the lyrics are very, very different and I wrote them down as best I could as I listened. Um,
0: But okay, let's take a listen. Cue this up. Here we go.
1: And I really dig this version. but this is where the oohs come in, not at the intro. And then there's a cool arpeggiated guitar part right here. Sounds cool, four bars.
0: That's beautiful.
1: It's so cool. They kind of ditched this whole thing. So, second verse, same as the first, but with a little more texture. And that fuzz on the bass. Oh, yeah. Get it, Zach.
0: So this demo's a little longer too, is it about a minute and a half, two minutes longer? I think it's five minutes, yeah.
1: So they really kinda quieted down right here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It's really good. They definitely like wanted to do this type of thing for a long time. And I feel like they've pulled it off with other things like pass the baby does something like this. Congratulations kind of does stuff like this. Um, And I guess they sort of did it with things kind of like like 23 kind of does a big build
0: like this. Um, And I'm glad they do that where you think the song could have ended. You know, I thought it was going to fade out a little bit. And then they come in with the full band and the crunchy guitars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, so
1: obviously not done lyrics, but it's basically the bridge sort of a, a version of the bridge. Cause it's the street lamp clock watching the needle move. Um, here's my heart and it all went dark. Something you make me do like they're probably nonsensical lyrics. Um, in terms of like, he's just getting the rhythm right. there. Um, that's like just like one step beyond scatting, like syllables into the place. Um, but you see the bones of it. Then there's the Trombino demo. So I really like that one because I love that it starts and ends with the rain. It kind of reminds me of this one People Mover song um, uh, that Addison did before I was in the band. Uh, and uh, anyway, it's got a good vibe to it. Um, so let's take a listen to a little bit of the Trombino demo, which is far, far closer to the what was released on the record uh, with a couple... Uh, lyrical changes but still no oo oos so the oo oo in the intro is probably a Gil Norton no maybe okay here we go this is the trombino demo it definitely needs the ooze in the beginning because it's sign up
0: yeah and those guitars start so low it sounds like drop d for uh, for an acoustic yeah they just sound like they're
1: yeah it almost just doesn't sound good yeah.
0: It breaks off there.
1: Yeah. No chorus, though. Mm -mm. (laughs) try <laughs>
2: so
0: tasty they uh, they turned up the fills level
3: on the drummer function right
0: there <laughs> totally
3: <laughs> yeah put the fills all the way in the top oh, yeah. right corner we'll, we'll fix
0: it we'll fix it for the real one yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: They put a quarter in Zach and all he needed was a nickel.
0: I like the collapse too.
1: Yeah. Love this outro.
0: Yeah, they've done this kind of.
1: I feel like this is this could have got real trombino.
0: Yeah. Real digital. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know, man. I liked. uh, That's tough. I kind of like the the that that the trombino version was a little bit cleaner, a little more refined. Yeah,
1: but that other demo, I love the rain, and I love that little arpeggiated guitar part in the in that like second half of the four bars or whatever. Um, but
0: uh, yeah, man, uh, it's a good song. Um, yeah. Now there was also an alt press article. Did you, did you come across that? Oh yeah. Tell me about so, it. So let me,
1: I think I did. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, usually I, I make annotations like that Uh, for, uh, let's see. No, no, no. Yeah. Tell me about this
0: it. This was a, uh, an article by Brian Krause, um, January 4th, 2014. So Jimmy Eat World performed Night Drive live for the first time, and uh, it was a very it's a very short article. It's it's more centered around the video. Uh, Jimmy Eat World performed Night Drive live for the first time last month at the Starland Ball Ballroom in Saraville, New Jersey. It's from 2004's Futures, which was released on Interscope Records. A fan filmed pretty decent footage of the debut, which can be seen below on YouTube. Do you want me to put it in the uh, watch together? Yeah, yeah, please do. I did. I did. Uh, t- I did uh,
1: take that. Uh- that performance but um uh into my notes so yeah okay let's, let's listen to, to this that.
0: thank you jenny gerber
3: uh, I shouldn't have said that. it's hardly it's hardly the best sell to say hey this might suck i've never done it before and then, you know. anyway we'll try it Here we go.
4: <clears throat>
0: Is that Robin in the back? There's
4: that can i car The Now's
0: For their first time, live it sounds pretty good.
4: Yeah, man. a little bit of
0: a rough intro.
1: I love how he sings that part. Oh yeah.
0: seems like a nice song to throw in there when the band needs to kind of catch up you know get their energy back Robin, man.
1: just never played it because they wanted to make sure they had somebody up there to play
0: keys and yeah stuff. I mean that's a big part of it once you start playing the end I thought oh yeah, yeah. that is how it ends huh
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah there was a lot of production elements brought into that um that weren't in either of those demos yeah. so it's kind of like all of them are really or all of the versions of the song are really good um so I have put together my definitive uh night drive playlist. Mm. Of ten songs, uh, that I would con- that are uh, of my long. Let me tell you how long my. It's called Chill Vibes Night Drive Fall slash Winter. <laughs> You've got list. It. It's You've... four hours and fifty seven minutes. you oh, <laughs> uh, of songs. Yeah, that I love listening to when it's when I'm driving at wow. night. I, uh, yeah, uh, it's sixty nine songs. Oh, okay, of uh, stuff. So I've pared that down to ten songs called Jimmy Epod Night Drive. Here's the songs. Um, now, let me actually, I was in the middle of putting together the Spotify playlist, which I know is more kind to you. But I, I'll just I'll just ramble them yeah. off real quick. Um, Smoke Signals by Phoebe Bridgers mm. um, is such a great track. And she used a baritone guitar on it. So it sounds very much like the Twin Peaks theme song. <laughs> um, and it's really, really cool. Kiss Me, Kill Me by La Bouquet. We had Brian Samus on, uh an early episode. I think it was for lean. Um, and, uh, this song was the song that made me fall in love with them. And they specifically crafted the heavy sunshine EP, um, to be songs that you drive at night to. And so that song is like a quintessential driving at night to me. Don't panic by Coldplay, Uh, that's from the garden state soundtrack, which I is ubiquitous for me and, and fall. Um, I start watching garden state like November 1st, <laughs> uh, right after Halloween. Um, and it's up there with one of my favorite films. Um, District Sleeps Alone Tonight by Postal Service. Um, that's got all the night drive vibes that I require. Um, really cool electronic elements. Never gets too bombastic or crazy or, or big. Um, somebody else by the 1975 uh, was, I remember when they premiered it, I always knew about the 1975. And for some reason, it was like a big deal. Uh, the brief inquiry brief inquiry into online relationships album was like a big deal. And there was so much buzz around it. So when they premiered this song on Zane Lowe's Apple one show, um, I actually listened to the interview and Zane was like, this is the one, this is the one Matty you've done it. Um, And uh, it really was like, I remember playing it for Susie and Susie's very averse to listening to new music And this song was like, oh, no, that's a really special, really good song. And uh, my favorite part of my favorite piece of trivia about the song. Somebody Somebody else is that uh, our buddy Brandon Bonfiglio produced the music video for it. And he's in the music video. (laughs) You can see his silhouette in the background of the music video. Um, uh, And I fit Jimmy World into this playlist. For me, this is heaven, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, is a quintessential Night Drive song mm-hmm. for me. Uh, the Book of Love by Peter
0: Gabriel. Oh. Are you familiar with that song? Um, I'm sure I've heard it because I do ha- I do listen to uh, This Is Peter Gabriel on uh, on Spotify and Amazon. I'm sure it's come up. Got it. So this is the song that the entire series of Scrubs ended with. And Scrubs
1: is so well known for using the perfect songs. And they absolutely nailed there eight seasons that they did. There is a ninth season that people like to pretend doesn't exist. I enjoyed it for what it was. But the series finale has to be the end of season eight. And it ends with this song. And it's so incredible and uh, poignant and awesome. Constantine by Something mm. Corporate where he shouts out Jimmy World. Uh, and the People Mover song I was telling you about was called The Tale of Joey Crown. Oh, yeah. It opens and closes with rain. Um, it's such a great track. Addison really did a good job. And that was one of my, that's one of my favorite songs to play when we do it live. Um, It's such just like a cool vibe. Um, And then the song that I, I actually never talked to Addison about this, and I don't think he's a huge Death Cab fan, but the Tale of Joey Crown is like, the little brother of transatlanticism <laughs> and so transatlanticism winds this uh wraps up this this playlist of 10 night drive quintessential songs for me um and uh yeah those are my uh those are my quintessential night drive songs those
0: are great and uh so i tried to i tried i couldn't get mine down to 10 but uh i did try to keep them in a block of time so these are these do come from the time period of between 2003 and about 2009, oh. there are some outliers. So if if you hear some of these songs go, that wasn't from that period. But a lot of these were in the same in the same uh, period of time when I was doing a lot of driving. So my playlist is titled uh, "Late Night Left Coast Drive," and nice. It starts off with uh, a song that this one did come late. This is one of those outliers. But have you ever listened to Mega Drive? They're kind of no. like a. Um, I only know one of one other friend of mine that that has listened to them. It's it's kind of like the 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 that eighties um, that early nineties va- vapor waves <sighs> kind of yes, much, dude. I guess if you could imagine um, the Midnight, but without I don't know, just more. If you took the Midnight, took out the vocals, and then put in like Blade Runner, it's kind of like that. Well, there's a song uh, called Futurescape from them that opens with uh, Rain rain Falling. I, I had to open the album with that one. Okay. Then, I, nice, I, I because Night Drive is so important to me, I put Night Drive by Jimmy at World in there. Right? Um, yeah. Then, Brothers on a Hotel Bed, Death Cab for Cutie.
1: Ugh. Oh, that was so yeah. close to making it on my fucking playlist. <laughs> well, you had yeah, Postal dude.
0: Service in there, so you did have some Ben Gibbard. Oh, man, but yeah. I love that one. That one just is such a good driving late night track. Um, and then yeah. it gets a little eclectic again. So In the Waiting Line uh, by Zero Seven and Sophie Barker. That one was uh, real popular for a minute there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost
1: put that in there, but I didn't want to put two Garden stages. Oh, yeah, that's what I cool. my playlist. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and then I have Samson by Regina Spector, Uh I don't which know. Which I think it. is just a beautiful song. Uh, this Year's Love by David Gray. Don't know? Uh, went a little pop here with Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, it's... Oh, that's good. I, I don't know. I, that I hear it so, I don't think it's the one that opens. And I remember, I remember this. It, it opens with almost like a mandolin, but it's it's uh, it's an open tuned guitar. And I can't remember which key it's open to. But I I do recall tuning my guitar. It's like open C, which is a which is a strange uh-huh. one. You have to tighten up a couple of strings. It always you know it freaked me out that my my E or B string was going to snap. But I. I think partially because I learned it on guitar that 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 one holds such a you know a, a strong place in my heart. Um, then I have "The Way It yep. Was" by the Killers, which was a newer track. But there's something about—is
1: it off the newest n- record? Because the newest record's good, but no, I don't know any of this it. one was games.
0: off of. Oh, okay, um, Battleborn, right? And okay, and I, I don't know. There's something about Brandon Flowers. He he loves talking about Vegas because that's where you know he and the band are from. I think Nevada. Nevada he sure right? does. Now, this also has imagery of people driving in cars. Um, he even talks about, we drove through the desert last night. We were on the hood of my your father's car. It just it, it reminds me of Night Drive so much. Then we jump to uh, zookeeper The Zookeeper's Boy by Mew, which is, that, that whole band is strange. I think they're,
1: <laughs> I'm not yeah, they're, they're
0: very strange. But I like that song. And then Swallowed in the Sea by Coldplay.
1: Sw- see
0: that's me singing go. it like, like a park <laughs> uh new slang by the shins oh yep yeah. that's another garden State song. run by snow patrol and, which i didn't like at the time oh, i think i like i heard song. that so much at applebee's that it almost burnt me out on it <laughs> oh man but i i still like it
1: is that like the one snow patrol song i would it's know? the
0: slow one that goes like it's very much it could fit in
1: hmm. um Let's see what's in my library. That's by Snow. Oh, Chocolate by Snow. Yeah, that's on.
0: And I think that's on the same. That should be That that came out. I want to say on the next album. And the final song. This is a really odd one, but I don't know why. I was. I didn't listen to Evanescence in high school. When it's like I think right when I was getting out of high school, Evanescence was really blowing up. But I really loved the song My (laughs) Immortal, and I put this song at the end because I'm assuming that this is the moment that I got to wake up and kind of like drive back. So I used yeah. the My Immortal yeah, yeah. <laughs> band version where it comes in and it's just, it's kind of like and then it ends the song with the full band playing. But there's something about um, Amy Lee's vocals that, and her personality, you know, I don't know her personally, yeah. but she just comes off as a very uh, humble uh, artist that is very, very good at music and, and singing. So I threw her in there as, as the last track yeah man Ooh. yeah so there it is that's the, the late night left coast drive 13 tracks of of uh of nighttime driving i dig it i think you had
1: some great ones in there I definitely had ones that i was on the precipice of uh adding but did not so yeah man joey crown is only on apple music and not on spotify so i need to put a song let me let me go through my playlist that's something that's not on your playlist That is on my playlist and my Spotify will be slightly different than my Apple music one. Which one didn't I put on that? I would have wanted to. Um, I might go, ah, I'm going to go ahead and put crystalline by the middle. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because I was looking for night drive covers. Right. And, uh, I was doing my mashup and I couldn't find anything incredible except this Time Cop 1983 Oh yeah I came across that one too. They ha- Yeah, they have an album called Night Drive. The opening track features The Midnight. So <laughs> I was like listening to it I was like this is The Midnight. And then sure enough the opening track is featuring The Midnight. So uh uh that I'm going to put the one Midnight song that I wanted to that that I considered um onto my Spotify playlist.
0: Uh, did I also came across a song a song Crystal. by Giorgio Moroder are you familiar with him? So he's referred nope. to as the father of disco. And this film, have you oh. ever seen American Gigolo? Uh the the film with Richard mm, Gere, I think it was no. I want to say like the mid 1980s. No, it actually released in 1980. So uh it's just it's it's kind of like the opposite of Pretty Woman, even I think he's in that too, but he plays it he plays a a, a male escort <laughs> that gets kind of put into um into a tough situation, but Giorgio Moroder, uh, Daft Punk owe, owe a lot of their their writing style and skills uh, and their influence to him. They even wrote a song called "Giorgio by Moroder" on their last album. And but check this out: this is night. This is called "Night Drive" by Giorgio Moroder from the American Gigolo soundtrack. I want to know if you can figure out what theme music is playing or what what um, melody is playing un, underneath this. Or on top of this, rather.
1: All right, hit me.
0: All right, the lead line's gonna come in. Catch it.
1: <laughs> God, I, no, my finger's right on it. and I Yeah, can't, it, it was a tough time for me, is. too.
0: Uh, Call Me by Blondie. Yeah, oh, right. Yes. Once you hear it, you can't uh, you can't unhear it, <laughs> which was Absolutely. I think that that song was also featured on that uh, that soundtrack. And it, that might have been a huge album for them or a, a huge movie for them that really uh, kind of set their career on fire. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Giorgio Moroder worked it into the night drive theme for uh for American Gigolo. Yeah, that's
1: tight. Yeah, yeah. I hear I'm sharing with you my links. OK, right now. that way it's done. All right. Um, But yeah, I liked I liked both of our playlists and I can't wait to add yours and and listen to it on a night mm-hmm. drive. Uh, what was I listening to the other day? And I was like, you know what, Justin would be proud of me <laughs> uh, on our road trip day. I put on. Something like, you know, I just looked up on Apple Music road trip, family road trip playlist, and it was full of like Rush and (laughs) bands of that ilk of like songs like I've heard once or twice, but are ubiquitous. And I was like, all
0: of them, I was like, hey, these are pretty good. Like Um, you mean like uh, like classic rock Steppenwolf, I think. Yeah, Things that you would uh, drive Americana kind of like driving down. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And uh, I felt I felt like this is like just music
1: for sure. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. So uh, back to um, the notes. So I I touched on a little bit the notes, but these are the notes that Jim wrote about Night Drive specifically on the album liner notes for the demos. I love it when we can pull off a song with no real changes, where dynamics, musicianship, and production become hooks in themselves. With Night Drive, you get the feeling of a verse, chorus, and bridge, also known as the middle eight, depending on where you are. So he says it's the bridge. So I'm standing go. by. I wonder if I should actually go and change it to middle eight, <laughs> because he talks about the middle eight here. Um, but it's only one chord progression for the whole song. It's only one riff over and over again. So I'm standing by my edit of it being a bridge, and now I'm glad that I did it. Um, so that's what Jim had to say about Night Drive. Um in the album liner
0: notes for future. I'm glad that he agreed it was a bridge um, as the songwriter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple little uh, factoids. Uh, the track listing for this record was released on July 30th, 2004. And they previewed this track on their website on August 13th, 2004. So uh, they, they debuted the track listing. Pain will be the first single released on October 11th. So they really announced it way early, three months early before they were even going to release this first single. And then they previewed uh, some audio from the record a couple weeks later. New Futures Audio. If you're a member of the Jimmy team, you have already you already have the new audio clip. If not, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Sign up. But wait, there's more. You can hear this new audio featuring samples of Futures. Nothing wrong. And Night Drive, here, this Saturday, eight fourteen. So, posted, 813, 2004 usa ooh. So, that was the little blurb that they posted on their website about uh, leaking the songs. So, everybody got a fir- their first taste of this, August 13th, 2004. And, um, uh, yeah. Oh, and then there was a couple notes. So, on Wikipedia, it said, The Power Ballad Night Drive opens with a ooh vocal melody it talks about the alcohol an alcoholic person in atkins life so i thought that was kind of interesting hmm. so the first thing was the power ballad night drive and then it's annotated on wikipedia so i was like what is this about and it takes me to a rolling stone article it says night drive is the big climatic power ballad and what can you say did the world really need another song about lost innocence in a least hyundai yes <laughs> apparently Adkins even brought along some blankets in the back seat. What a smoothie. Night drive has some teeth, gnashingly bad lines come alive on the driver's side. You gotta be kidding. But the falsetto hook and acoustic riff make it a pretty great song anyway. Well, the falsetto hook almost didn't make it. So maybe this guy from Rolling Stone or gal did not really enjoy this song or this band. Um, but here's what it, I thought was interesting is it, it very specifically said it talks about an alcoholic person in Atkins life. So I was like, well, who who knew that or where's that from? So punknews.org says, as the last refrain of we've done nothing wrong rings out of your speakers, a soft ooh melody begins to uh, to emanate, signaling the start of night drive. Another rather uh, uh, up frontal lyric account that at first glance sounds like a late-night rendezvous, at second listen sounds like a late-night breakup, and finally, upon further inspection, is a confrontational song about a significant other in Adkins' life being an alcoholic, as evidenced through lyrics such as, Pour us a road, we'll both drink and drive, Your lips go dry, but there's sweet inside, Wine must go right to your head, and the final bu- uh, belting of quitting alone will never get you dry, which he does scream out pretty fucking yeah. rad. Um, If nothing else, Futures reveals a far more troubled personal life of Atkins than anyone ever suspected. So this person's making a wild, making just as many wild claims as I am saying that this is somebody having a conversation with them and in their car. Although they did sort of insinuate that that would, that would be the second listen what somebody might think. So I don't know. What do you <laughs> think?
0: I still think it's more of the, 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 not the third listen. I don't think it goes to that level. Um, yeah, I think it's about, um uh, my thought was it's just two young teens, one with wandering thoughts, and they just get down in a car. Maybe there's a little bit of an argument or this is a, a repetition, yeah. but that's, that's where my mind goes when I, when I look back at the lyrics.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's just all these random thoughts that people have about what these, what the song is about. So, um, swing set clouds on Reddit says, um, this is their rape theory. I guess the narrative is unsettling, giving me the impression that it's about rape in a car. The cherry lipstick con- connotates a young woman. And what's especially disturbing is it's told from the perspective of the rapist. I realize it's an interesting artistic choice and appreciate that, but yeah, off putting. And then there's these off key background vocalizations In the demo. They were kind of beautiful and melodic, but they, uh, uh, purposefully deviated from that in the final version and it adds to the unease the clock imagery i always found mysterious and jim's intense performance of those words is foreboding um so it's interesting that that was what that person took from it because then somebody else uh, was like i guess i can see what you're saying but it's always made me think that it was about two teenagers getting drunk and going off to have sex in their car so like a hookup or cheating like let's see what this person how how did this person get to cheating so it's in the same thread this is user selica 18 says i always felt it was about cheating the girl using the narrator to cheat mainly from the last verse either way one of my favorite songs of theirs because it's kind of a left fielder um and then let's see uh so that was the cheating theory uh, and then the suicide theory, which I read earlier, and finally the abuse theory, and that's from Facebook. Ooh. So somebody had asked uh Marvin uh Mavin Avila, who we've brought up before, says, What does the song Night Drive mean to you all? It was the first song I really fell in love with when I was first starting to dive into their discography and i've always thought it was incredibly underrated but i've never been able to clearly interpret it based on the lyrical content to me it starts off as a drunken hookup in a car but once the song shifts and ultimately turns itself upside down in the ending i sort of get lost in the meaning and uh is this the let's see. Uh, for me night drive means that i'm six minutes away from 23 <laughs> says renee <laughs> renee says that uh i imagine jim making love in a car i'm pretty bad at interpretations uh but to me, it's a one-night stand or cheating. Uh, and which... What am I talking about right now? Yeah. Abuse. abuse. Where does the person yeah. talk about abuse? A uh, viewpoint of somebody who's in a relationship that's fiery and volatile. song also goes back and forth between reminiscing about the more passionate moments and longing for more of those, and simultaneously coming to terms with the fact that, on the flip side of the same coin, there was somebody who's prone to cheap shots and angry outbursts. This is Kara Walgren. Um that's not really abuse it's weird uh, i thought i'd linked directly to the comment but i don't see it so um anyway lots of people guessing on interpretations for the song uh you played the first time playing it um oh this ended up in the worst of the worst survivor because this got voted out first that's on the i think it was walking on a wire survivor it was voted out around Oh, no, no, no. It was on the other one. But Walking on a Wire Survivor, which was earlier, it was ninth place with seven votes. Um, and uh, our boy JT O'Donnell, he does not oh. like the song. And we've actually talked about it before. So specifically, he mentioned it in the disintegration episode and we read it. And I'll just read it again just because he mentions it. Here's a fun thought experiment that you will drive you completely insane if you're like me. If you replace the three worst songs on Future, <laughs> on Future's drugs are me night drive and nothing wrong or pain. Take your pick with disintegration over and closer. Would that make futures Jimmy world's best album? Don't answer that. So he listed it. That's the only time he mentions night drive is when he talks about it being one of the three worst songs on futures. So this is outside of Jake T O'Donnell's top wow. 100. I just don't really hear how this would be ever considered like one of their worst tracks. Um, I guess I'd have to listen to futures as a whole, but I I guess it's just like kind of a middle of the road like song. Yeah, and I can uh, and what did I write? You here? Got,
0: go ahead. Um I, I you know, my my thought when you hear it is that uh futures is such I don't know, if, if if I if I could describe it, it's got a lot of energy in it. So by the end, you've maybe you already know. I mean, twenty three is a pretty good, pretty, pretty big track on this. It's just kind of like uh, like that other person you mentioned, I'm six minutes away from, from 23. It, it's almost like if there's one track I had to pick, and I think that's why people pick that one, because it's at the tail end of the album, there's a lot of energy that they've already expelled, and I don't know, maybe it just feels, they, they're making it feel like it's an outlier one. I I like it. So Yeah. That just seems like they've already made their... Uh,
1: what did I write? I said, <laughs> I wrote... It's whatever, I guess, but Futures also isn't my favorite Jimmy Eat World record, so I don't have that much of an opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that says as much as it needs to say about the song. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I forget, does Bandcamp play in Watch Together? I don't think so, no, no, it doesn't. So, I'm going to send you just a little bit so we can listen to a little bit of that Time Cop. album. Time it's Cop, good. I, and look at the imagery that they have. Because I love The Midnight so much. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and this definitely fits my Night Drive vibe uh, of songs. So it's the first track on that record, Night Drive, featuring the Midnight. I forget what it's called. It starts with
0: an S, I feel like. The name of the album? Uh, Static. The name of the album Static. is Night Drive. Yeah. Static. Static. Are okay, yeah. right, you ready? Yes. Yeah, this is how that Mega Drive song starts out.
1: Oh, hell yeah. feel the need to chill and study (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good listen to the build this guy's voice from the midnight yeah. so good So you said it sounded like, fuck, might as well play your song. Was it also called Night
0: Drive? Uh, no, no, no. Mine is called, uh, oh. let me go back to it. Mine is actually called uh, Futurescape. But this is what this this one sounds oh, like. Okay. This is Mega Drive.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then they throw in the uh, the rain falling, which just puts me in a mood, man. Yeah. I almost feel like Thunder Rolls is about to start. <laughs> yeah, that D minor chord. Three thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but with the Mega Drive stuff, there's no, there's no uh, vocals. They don't. I don't even think they feature anybody. It's all, it's all just like synth wave, digital. Oh, nice. Like I could get my emulator out and play some NES with Ah, this song in the background. Yeah, totally.
1: Lay back, baby, and we'll do this right. (laughs) This blanket's in back we can use. (laughs) Start the car, but we'll stay in five. Cold kill
0: us before fumes it works man <laughs> yeah man that's it i'll wait until the drums come in then i'll i'll cut it after that but this is like the intro track to the whole album the, the album goes really well together oh hell yeah this is great night oh,
1: driving yeah. music man
0: But yeah, I was also doing a lot of uh, uh, coding and scripting and I would have this, whole, this album on heavy rotation just because I could get in, the, in a...
1: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, a couple things I didn't mention. Yeah. They've only played it 39 times. Now, what's interesting, so that video with Robin says this is the first time they're yeah. playing it. Yet, I have it listed as September 12th, 2005 hmm. at the Conseco Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. And then the most recent time they played it was November 22nd, 2014 in Sydney, Australia. So somebody's lying. Ah, it could be the All Press, man. It could be Brian Krause. Yeah, man. Well, also, Jim doesn't Jim say it in the video that that was the first time they played it. And actually, um, I even have Zach saying a cool video of us playing Night Drive for the first time ever. So fun to play that he tweeted January 3rd, 2014, and it links directly to
0: the Starland Ballroom. There you go. Okay, well.
1: Performance.
0: You're right. Someone's lying.
1: (laughs) Who was at this Indianapolis show? And like, so what else did I say about this? They played it 37 times in 2014 and then I guess retired it. That's six years ago now. Um, Oh, and then notable high notes. C sharp five. And then notable low notes. E flat B or E flat three. Um, And uh, it's got a three B Camelot.
0: Well they aren't it's not Jim's lowest. I think the lowest we've we've clocked is what his D. There's some kind of low low D note that we've he's done in the past, huh?
1: Yeah, you know what? Let me go to that website where I have all these uh things. Maybe they maybe I can quickly look and see. Uh Jim Atkins on the rangeplanet.com or dot proboards.com. <laughs> so let's see. The lowest note the high, uh significant high notes. E flat five and be sensible they have listed as his highest note and then in sparkle he goes to g sharp two as his Hmm. lowest notes according to
0: this site huh g sharp two huh i guess that's uh and that was in which track sparkle Sparkle. yeah
1: which i can't remember off the top of my head right now here that's my that's my go-to man (laughs) it's totally that yeah
2: (laughs) here you can be anything (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh all right uh do you have anything else from the community here I no i don't do you want to hit me with your rave dj um uh do you have one i do so i mashed it up with one of my night drive songs the 1970 of Pi's somebody else and i listened to about 20 seconds of it and at first i was a little reluctant to it and then i was kind of i think it clicked for me so let's listen to okay. it a little bit more and yeah. see what we think Oh, I sent it to Addison, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Addison's going to be like, what? And I sent him Nitro. Oh yeah, my luckily gosh. I had that one. I sent him every link that I told you
0: I was sending you. I had the other links, though, luckily. Um, <laughs> that's funny. All right. Here is your rave DJ. <laughs> Tell Addison I said what's up. <laughs> Man, that's like subsonic almost. (laughs) The the bass that's down in there.
1: Yeah. Boom, boom. moments (laughs) Yeah. moments <laughs> it's kind of yeah. all over the place but I I dig the vibe I like both songs so much that I've kind of like vibing but <laughs> it's the it's not uh, aurally it, it gives me no yeah. aural pleasure well, we'll listen
0: to a few seconds of mine <laughs> I wanted to go back and I picked some Rose Royce, so you might know them from Car Wash. But this is called Boy Drive. now it starts to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um it didn't work as well as I was hoping. <laughs> uh that's all right. What did it, it boy, yeah, drive. boy drive? <laughs> so that's what we got for the rave. All right. Movies. Uh
1: sh- shall we get into covers? I don't have many. Yeah, I I, um, I can
0: pick one or two that I think were good enough. Um Okay, I have some fun ones, uh, and
1: yeah, i, I well,
0: yeah, go ahead, well, the first one that I, I oh wait, yes, um, I went through Steven Sing songs, and I had his down as uh like a heavy reverb, but uh kind of pitchy. Do you have Steven sing songs? okay,
1: Steven sings songs is he from where? I have one person not from YouTube, he's on Soundcloud, and it's natroni, uh,
0: yeah. I have my note for him was the guitar was out of tune. There's another person that was a little bit better on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, it's a different progression acoustic cover for Natron. Okay, well, then let's listen. We'll listen to that one. Um, But first, uh, I'll just pick my top YouTube choices. And one of them is Amanda Smith. Did you get Amanda Smith?
1: I saw a couple women that I wanted to highlight and I didn't listen to them. Yeah. Uh, Let me see if I have Amanda Smith. I do. Okay. We'll start with that one. I was interested in hearing... the we covers. go. Yeah.
3: Hi, I'm Shay. I'm Amanda. And we're playing Night Drive by Jimmy
4: World. going put that in the right spot. I already love it. This I, love <laughs> and <was> <laughs> I love how they... That was my dog.
0: I love how they prep mentally for this once they actually sit down and are about to begin. This looks like a fun Saturday night. Yeah, man. <laughs> the deep breath.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a little cultish, though. <laughs> like, remember that scene from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where <laughs> they're, like, skipping down the street? It still
0: sounds good, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, tight. Yeah, pretty good, huh? But, nice yeah, job, man. Amanda Smith.
1: I wish they weren't playing the same yeah.
0: chords. I'm, gl- I'm glad that they broke up at the end. Like, I wish one were playing like the well. Oh, not, they not necessarily the the chords, but they uh, Amanda did the the oohs and ahs, and then yeah. the ooze, yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <sighs> yeah, this is ladies' night right now. Uh, let's hit uh Megan Golden. Oh, really? And uh, if you, yeah, baby i don't know if you've got your uh
0: robot baby i always uh,
1: text-to-speech going oh i don't know why i'm sending it to you there let me load it up and uh watch together
0: all right megan Galding.
1: oh she doesn't have an intro
0: okay well here we go lay back baby and we'll do this
4: right There's blankets in back we can use. (laughs) I'll start the car, but we'll stay in park. The cold can kill us before fumes. Now's the right time for a good song. Got something to say what I can't. Do you feel bad like I feel bad? Pour us a
0: road. (laughs) (laughs) We'll both drink and drive. All right, let's hear this chorus. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kiss me with your
4: cherry lipstick. Never wash you off my face. Hit me. I can take
1: your cheap shots. Leave you with the love we made. And scene. <laughs> this is so, um, it sounds like, uh, uh, in Adventureland, um, at Disneyland, they have these tiki drums that play outside of the tiki room as you, as the show is about to start. And it sort of like has that vibe to it. <laughs> I dig it. Um and uh so the uh, the let's see do i have one more li- i have i don't know how to read this un high oh yun hale yeah i'd say yun hale yun hale yeah. um so if you got yeah. yun hale let's play yun hale all
0: right here we go yun hale Did you ever leave your guitar strings like that? (laughs) Of
2: course.
3: (laughs) I don't
1: don't do it as a 35 (laughs) year old man,
3: but I
0: did it for one set of strings. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of Robbie (laughs) Hardish.
1: I used to be so self-conscious about how it looked like when I played power chords and then I switched to using my pinky and I thought I looked so much cooler. I wish people would like get on the pinky train. (laughs) You think this looks awkward? But you know me, I, I I have the dumbest hangups about things. Like the remember drummer, I did like the drummers, drummers cross. that didn't cross over and like, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I would be like, I'd be like playing in my room and looking at like my head sliding mirror closet uh, door and I'd be like, oh, that looks dumb. And then I switched to using my pinky and uh, I was better for it, I think. You can mute way more strings, too. Oh, interesting. It just sounds cleaner all around. I'll have to try it yeah power chords with the pinky are underrated because i don't ever play bar chords bar chords are for fucking nerds so <laughs>
0: these are my hangouts, yeah. man um do you have uh maxi mo nine zero nine uh is that
1: uh, the piano no. cover no i, no, I have I, joe I, wanna, I actually was thinking I think... we
0: could have joe play us out like he did last time
1: oh yeah yeah hell yeah i was gonna say didn't we just see yeah we joe? did <laughs> um hell yeah um so yeah, Joe can play us out. No, uh I don't have max. This is a
0: this is a short one, and, and I have down um as my notes a cappella, so let's see what this sounds like.
4: Lay back baby and we'll do this right. There's blankets in back we can use. I'll
1: start what am I looking the at?
4: Car, it's like a we'll zoomed-in in picture involved. on a computer screen. The cold can kill us, be full fumes now's the right time for a good song
1: get something i don't think she's recording this while she's singing right this is Do just two different things well like
0: i think I it's i think what it is is she's got her camera or her phone toward a screen and oh. she's just videoing through
1: it almost looks like yeah, I, I get the computer monitor thing, but I, don't, I was like, oh, is that like a screen over... It a might window? actually be a sc- like, an act physical, looking-
0: yeah, screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 an actual yeah. screen, <laughs> not a computer Even monitor. though the monitor is what I was thinking first, and now after saying it... Uh,
1: she was good. I think she needed yes, accompaniment she to keep her in key, yet she had a mm-hmm. nice voice. And that's what I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, she's acapella. What if we put her... Over your um, your uh, night drive, uh, what was the band called? Did we try said? it.
0: Oh yeah, that's. I got another minute here. Let's let's do this. This is uh, another minute left of Futurescape here.
4: Lay back. There's blankets in back we can use. I'll start the car, but we'll stay in park. The cold can kill us, lethal fuse.
2: Dude, this (laughs) sounds like end of days, (laughs) man.
4: For a good song, get something to say what I can. Do you feel bad? Like I feel bad? Chorus around we'll both drink and drive. Ooh. <laughs>
0: that was tiring. Yeah. It seemed like some kind of uh, almost like the introduction to a movie a film student's movie. It was kinda of like oh, two totally. two yeah, got different that. things going on at once. Totally felt that vibe, for sure.
1: Well, Justin, uh oh yeah, let's, let's cue, cue up Joe. Joe.
0: You have Joe ready?
1: I'm uh yeah, I'm yeah. copying the link now. And I'm pasting the link. And I'm putting it. Here we go. So, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Night Drive by the
0: band Jimmy and the Eat Worlds? <laughs> well, there was a ton to digest with the lyrics. Uh, it didn't change much from what I had initially thought. I still think it's a it's a young love song. Um, it may have a little bit of an awkward placement on the album, but really, where else are you going to put it? It's... Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's a good song. I can't I couldn't categorize this one as a banger, um, but it doesn't disappoint me either. So I would say it's this is a no. this is a pretty song, and I'm glad it's where it is on Futures. David, what do you think?
1: I think I never would have been able to tell you if you were offering me money what album this was on. I mean, I I'd have known it wasn't <laughs> on Bleed American or Clarity, but like. Uh, i would have known it was a futures forward but i wouldn't have been able to tell you which which uh record um and i guess that says what i what it needs to say about the song it's a very good song it's a capable song um i like a lot of the things that the demos did and i wish they would have yeah. kept some of those yeah. ideas good point um but i do think the changes and upgrades they made,
0: were very very
1: strong choices. So, uh, I don't know. The song's fine.
0: <laughs> there you go. Song's fine. The vanilla. The vanilla yeah. track from this album.
1: Yeah, 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 and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. <laughs> um, and that's so, fine. yeah. I guess. Oh, I I didn't mention. Um, but I received from Laura Shapiro my Bill and Ted's most excellent movie oh, book. Cool. And so I'm going to take a look at it and um, uh, I'll read through it and then pass it along to you. And it came with a personalized note from Laura, which I'm very appreciative of. Lots of production stills from all three features. Um, I'm very excited to dig into this. It's not very dense, but it's very well um, put together. Like lots and lots and lots and lots of production stills with notes and interviews. And... uh, with that, I think this this is the type of thing and that was the type of movie Face the Music was uh, that really makes me want to feel the need to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Ladies and gentlemen... From the Discord, from scanning in a bunch of stuff for us and being an all-around helpful dude to talk about Night Drive, is uh, is Stephen Brand from Car Simplified. Stephen, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on. It uh, I've been listening for a while. I didn't get in right away, but been listening to at least uh, 10 episodes now, catching up as much awesome. as I can.
1: And thank you so much for listening and participating and helping out. Uh, uh, you had the idea of coming on when we did, uh, was it a uh, precision auto or it was another like car themed, uh, episode and it was like last week. And I was like, well, we're doing night drive next week. Let's just do it now. Oh yeah. Um, specifically cause you're like a car dude. And it's funny cause I didn't realize how much of a car dude you were. We, we randomly came across your website when we were looking up the Trombino demos and the history of them. And because you have it like deep, deep in your like in the annals of your website. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then uh, because I only know you like really from the Discord and as a Jimmy Eat World fan today, I went to your YouTube channel. I was like, oh, no, he's like a legit like car guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, Um, there was uh, I forget which song it was, but it wasn't really there wasn't actually anything car related in it. It was um, I think it was invented there's a um the one about wearing a suit and i thought it was a he said sayat because he says suit with such a weird um oh. inflection on it <laughs> and it also made sense in the lyrics that, but anyone can oh i'm blanking on the lyrics but anyone can really make uh and i'm really blanking on the lyrics but um it goes on to like it plays into that car theme and um for the longest time i thought that was what it was and I was like, oh, I can uh, talk about that on the show because it's an interesting car brand and it's only found in certain areas. It's not found in the U.S. So it's weird that he would even know about it unless he's also <laughs> a car guy. But um, right. It, uh, well,
1: even like in Bleed America, he does find the most complicated way to ways to say simple things like we had no idea he was saying Speyside or what even Speyside was on the Bleed American episode. And we found out that it's a whiskey. And it's like, why would you say whiskey that way? <laughs> yeah. It's the same amount of syllables. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you're a car guy. The song is Night Drive from the album Futures. What is your sort of uh, relationship with this song and or this album?
3: All right. Well, um, Futures was the first album that I like picked up from the band. I know I had heard of, th- I've heard their music before. But um, it was the I was just getting in. I got into music late, and Futures was like one of the first ten CDs I bought. And um, that's a good yeah, that's a good first ten. Do you remember what the other ones were? uh, I know there was Green Day, American Idiot, and Dookie. Um, There was something by Bruce Springsteen. I think the Essential Bruce Springsteen. Um, Yeah. There's definitely an Atari's album in there. I'm not sure which one though, but um, that's all I remember. Well, that's cool,
1: man. That reminds me. Yeah, like I brought it up a couple times on the show, but I think I got "Bleed American" from like Columbia House or something, <laughs> like twelve CDs for a penny or something. <laughs> uh, and then "Night Drive" specifically. Did do you remember that song? Sort of sticking out. Does it stick out to you now?
3: Um, I um I remember it being kind of like a a song that I would listen to, but not really wouldn't really stick with me. Um when I first started listening to it and like every song on every album gets its moment of like, Oh, now I really get that song. But, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember when that occurred to me. Um, like I got this album back in 07 or 06. So it's been a while, but, um, it, uh, it definitely has, um, some interesting themes to it. And, um yeah. I also have the, uh, the full Futures version that has the demo version on it too. And that one really sticks out to me. Like, I really like that demo version. I kind of wish they um, had kept the instrumentation from that one and just added the new lyrics. Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, specifically, like, the car theme, uh, specifically because it's night drive, we talk a lot on this episode about uh songs that we like quintessential night driving songs and uh i had even said while this sort of meets all of my categories for what i consider a great night driving song this didn't end up on my playlist we made a couple playlists uh for this one uh that are in the show notes but do you have like do you consider night driving like a genre especially as a car guy i imagine maybe your relationship with driving is different than mine um and uh, specifically night driving, is there anything that sort of like comes to mind when you think of night driving?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. There's um, there's even like uh, general night driving and there's some songs I think it's influenced in some part by like the soundtrack of SimCity for SNES. But like um, night driving in the city is also kind of like a genre that sticks with me, too. Um, so, yeah, Country Roads is different
1: than City Roads for you. Right. Nice. Uh, well, kind of, uh, give me a couple if you can think of any off the top of your head that you would consider, because it is important. And and Jim even seems to point out that it's important in his lyrics to this song.
3: Yeah. Um, Polaris off the same album is actually, I would consider that like a a good nighttime city driving song. Um I should put together a playlist because I know of a bunch of songs, but not off the top of my head. And I just yeah, yeah, need yeah. to add them as I go.
1: Yeah. If you were able to put that together in the next like day or so, we'll throw them into the show notes as well. So it'll be Justin's 10 songs, my 10 songs. And then if you could do 10 songs or even five, um, that would be cool. Oh, yeah. Um, then I Then people like I could can have monster playlists. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, let's see. What else? Oh, so I was looking at the lyrics here and you're a car guy yeah it'd be interesting to think see what your thoughts are on the type of car that jim is uh is uh envisioning in this he's got a car that he can put blank he's got blankets in back but they're not laying in the back they're doing a lot of stuff what seems in the driver's seat um so like me like if i had blankets in the back I used to drive an Aerostar, uh, an '88 Aerostar, and I had blankets in back so I could use it as like a camper a little bit. And it was like the tour van and all that stuff. But if they're doing stuff in the front seat, it sounds like maybe they don't have a lot of room in the back seat. What kind of? And we've theorized in the past. I think on the coffee and cigarettes episode, what kind of car was Jim driving across the country? And I think we ended up on like a Pontiac Grand Am or something like
3: that. Oh yeah, Grand Prix. Um, I remember that. I, that's I right, actually yeah. used to own a Grand Prix. Technically, I still kind of do. It's at my parents' house. They're waiting for me to nice. get it out of their yard. but um, Right,
1: yeah, it's it's definitely like on your to-do list to do, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what, uh, based on the lyrics, is there any kind of car you think that this might be or any context clues you can go off of?
3: One of the things since you brought me on because of the car thing, I've been listening to this song specifically trying to figure out if there's anything that hints at like a specific car. I wasn't able to find any like year, make, model kind of thing, but I can kind of get a sense of the uh, era and, I don't know, based on the feel of the song and um, what's being said, where it's at. Um, One thing that sticks out is that he mentions, I've got the lyrics here, uh, I'll start the car, but we'll stay in park, which means it's an automatic and not a manual.
1: Oh, there you go, yeah.
3: And um, in the U.S., automatics are way more prevalent than manuals, so it's probably in the U.S. Um, It could take place further back in time when um, manuals were uh, less or more common. And that would mean that this automatic is more of like a premium car because it used to be considered a premium option. That's when manual was just called standard. People oh, still yeah, call maybe,
1: he's sho- maybe he's flexing a little bit. Like, I'm going to put this car in park. I'm not just going to take it out of gear.
3: <laughs> right. The uh, other thing is, since in um, Europe and a few other countries, manuals are still the main option, it could be that um, it's a fancier car and taking place in a an area like that where automatics are less common.
1: Sure, sure, sure. And then I wonder... Uh, Do you have more uh, uh, to expand upon on that?
3: Um, There was another line I'm trying to read through here. I've got the book in front of me. Um, There's a part that was, the cold can kill us before fumes, which was an interesting line because um, the fumes, there's a very common uh, situation that's uh, involving fumes that uh, is kind of darker theme in the song, but, It also means that the car is either somewhere where the fumes can't just get blown away or there's a problem with the exhaust where um, it's actually feeding in. There's actually like near the cowling where the uh, hood meets the window is where most cars have their inlet for like when you turn the AC on and you don't have it on recirculate. That's where the air comes in. And if you've got like real bad exhaust, like up, up north, they rust out all the time and exhaust can leak up into that and you end up getting fumes in the cabin from just standing still and um that would be kind of like an older car problem and that plays Mm. into it being and maybe in a colder climate oh yeah for sure which uh uh, works with the lyrics where um the cold can kill us before fumes the cold being a colder climate so i did notice that um even though it's talking about how cold it is it also talks about rain in the song too so it's not. Snowy. Oh, that's right. So I don't it's know like sleet
1: if that... at best. Yeah,
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. I
1: wonder. Uh, I, and I know little to nothing about cars, but I I wondered if you were going to go down the road that it is even an older car because maybe it didn't have a catalytic converter. But then it made me wonder if maybe there weren't any uh, any automatic cars that don't have
3: catalytic converters. Uh, catalytic converter is more of an emissions thing. So like manual and automatics will both have that. You'd have to go kind of far back to um, a really old car, but um, that's more of like reducing the environmental impact of it. But no matter You'd how you still clean, die from the fumes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's carbon monoxide, if I'm recalling correctly, that will kill you from it. And um, it doesn't, I think it does affect carbon monoxide, but not to a degree where it's going to make it healthy in any way.
1: Yeah right. Um, so okay, th- while that doesn't really narrow it down to a very small number of cars, I imagine that it sort of narrows it down to you to maybe uh, a, a, a smaller pool of cars. And in that smaller pool of cars, is there something that you specifically think of in your head based off of those clues uh, that you would that that you and your head cannon uh, put this set
3: this scene in? Um, I haven't really thought about it in too much to like give myself my own kind of a um year making model sort of thing but i do kind of imagine like an early 90s beater like honda crz or um toyota celica something like that probably love in it. that yeah. very 90s um that blue teal color that they don't oh do my God, much I anymore oh i totally
1: imagine that color as well
3: One of these days we'll uh,
1: we'll get Jim on the pod and we'll ask him. Hey, what uh, what car are you singing about night drive there?
3: <laughs> I was actually thinking earlier today what kind of car I would imagine Jim driving, and I was thinking if he bought some sort of sports car, I think he would get a Kia Stinger. I don't know why that occurred to me, but I don't that think just... I've ever
1: seen a Kia Stinger.
3: It's sporty, but a it's Kia... not like screaming like Hey, look at me!"
1: Sure, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't think they ever made like a sporty type vehicle.
3: Yeah, it's pretty new. I forget how many years old they've been, how sure, many yeah. years they've been making it. But it's, I think, less than kinda five. Kind of reminds me of
1: like a Subaru, like a like a rally car.
3: Oh, kind of, yeah. Like the uh, the more modern ones that have the tapered back to them.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that back sort of reminds me of, um, there was this car in the 90s. I forget what it was called. I saw one recently in Beverly Hills, and I was like, whoa, that is a... I think it was an Oldsmobile. There was an Oldsmobile that had a tapered back
3: like that. Huh. I'm not remembering anything particularly like that. I always think of Oldsmobiles as these big floaty uh, sedans that... uh, Boats. (laughs) Yeah, that usually come in like champagne.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. So uh, Futures was your intro to the band, and since then... How has your uh, sort of fandom grown and what record would you count as your favorite?
3: Um, I remember right away feeling like this is a very special album. This is probably going to be my favorite. But um, I remember um, being in high school and everyone would be like, oh, that's my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing. Like it would change every week what their favorite thing was. And I was like, I'm going to like sit on this and decide a while from now and see if this is my favorite thing. And I, because I would also just, got, eh, I had just gotten into music and, um, obviously this is one of the first 10 albums I bought. So I bought a whole bunch more stuff over the years and, um, all I own, all the albums except for their debut album. And, um, I can definitely say that futures is my favorite album from them. Um, clarity is definitely a close second.
1: Yeah. I think that, and I think that that's a uh, a very popular opinion amongst the fandom. And if you had to choose a favorite song, uh, and sometimes that's not even on your favorite album, what would your favorite Jimmy Eat World song be?
3: Hmm. Um, For the longest time, it was "Sparkle" because it was like the most obscure um, song off of the Future's sessions. Uh Um, Songs are really hard for me to pick out a favorite because it's that definitely feels like it. Jumps around from uh, day to day, but um, from the album and with the uh, just narrowing it down to um, original tracks, not any of the bonus stuff, it would either be Polaris or 23.
1: Yeah, that's a those are uh, those are strong choices, I would say. And uh, now it's now it's uh, locked in stone so you can never change your mind. So (laughs) 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 this will live in perpetuity on the Internet forever. Uh, Or until we stop paying for the server. so
3: (laughs) That's why I selected two, so no one can pin me down to just one.
1: There you go. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to say about Cars
3: or the band? Hmm. Um, I found it was cool that they did that Precision Auto cover. That was um, probably the most automotive song that they've done. Um, There are bands out there that do more automotive songs, but... um, just hearing one from them I think is okay. They definitely have their niche that they get into and they do it really well.
1: That's funny, automotive songs. I didn't even consider that. Is there a song that's like super inside baseball and like only car geeks would really appreciate that you consider like a like a top tier auto song?
3: Hmm, I'd have to think about that because it it's hard to find like a song that's automotive themed and like car guys can really geek out on the lyrics. They don't, as far as I've heard, there isn't really anything that exists like that. There's definitely songs that try and, um, yeah. use like car, like it's just
1: full of like inconsistencies and terrible lyrics. Ah, I'd
3: have to, I'd have to hear that song again. They I talk about fuel
1: injection in... runoff and cr- chrome plated rods. And I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs>
3: hmm. Uh, I don't know. might be, uh, Something I need to listen to.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> That's just the first like, auto songs. song I can think of. And then what was that? Um, there's that song. Oh, this is a Justin thing. I want to say it's Van Halen, but they they make the guitar sound like a car, like revving at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, what is, what that is that song? That song? Oh, what the hell is that song?
3: Uh, I feel like there's something like that in Panama. Uh, that oh, that sounds, the,
1: yeah. I don't think that's the song I was thinking, but yeah, that could be it too.
3: And that that's the one that has the, uh, no, there's some other song that has the drum solo that sounds like a motorcycle engine.
1: Oh, I think it's Kickstart
3: My Heart is what I'm thinking of.
1: Oh. That song, uh, they make the, they make the, uh, the guitar at the beginning sound like, uh, uh, car taking off on, off the line yeah. it's, It sounds pretty good
2: <laughs>
3: There's a few songs totally that crew. do that yeah. But I would have <laughs> to
1: figure out All the listeners are screaming at their uh, phones right now
3: <laughs> Yeah when we Get out of Jimmy Eat World territory I definitely start getting into Information where I know I'm going to be like Saying something and People are going to be like no that's not it at all So I oh, try yeah, to yeah, yeah. no Keep it to what I know and what I know For Confidently
1: sure. <laughs> Awesome Well, Steven, uh, I, I would love for you to plug anything, your website, your YouTube channel, uh,
3: anything like that before we go. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, my website and YouTube channel are kind of tied together. I'm focusing on the YouTube channel right now because that's what, uh, makes the most money pretty much. Um, I've been making videos for a long time, but for the channel, it's been, what is it? Five years now, four years, something like that. But, um what I do on there is I talk about cars and I try to make it as easy to understand as possible for someone that may not know much about cars and might just be starting to get into working on a car themselves or just curious how all those parts that they're looking at work. And um, the website was the original thing that was it was designed to do that. But um, after I saw other YouTube channels taken off, and my website kind of flatlined, and no one was finding it. I figured if I'm going to put this information out there, I might as well put it where people are actually going to find it. So the YouTube channel took priority, and I've been enjoying it. And um,
1: yeah, I've been—I was really impressed when I went to your YouTube channel today. I was like, oh my god, he's got like thousands and thousands of views. Like this is insane.
3: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> there's a whole community out there. Yeah, sometimes there's videos that get lucky. Like um, one of my most popular videos is um one on like a really basic quick um cleaning mold out of your car one and i made that in like uh uh someone's truck had mold in it and i was just like you know what i'm gonna just hit record and i'm gonna voice over this later and it'll just be one of those videos that gets up to like a a thousand views in a year maybe and now it's like one of my top three most viewed at like a hundred thousand views and i kind of wish i had put more effort into it honestly (laughs)
1: you got to do the uh you know how they remaster old video games like right now we're talking about Tony Hawk a whole bunch you got to do the the remove mold from your vehicle 2020
3: remaster edition yeah. get some cgi mold particles flying across the screen
1: <laughs> yeah 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 you got to get the cad file and have a graphics guy like do explosion view of like <laughs> what you want to do is really rub this part down <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, Car Simplified, Stephen Brand, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks Uh, for
3: having me on the show.
1: And uh, before we go, as always, I think we should remind everybody to be excellent to each other.
3: And party on, dudes.